from Los Angeles, California, this is Burncast and I'm the bomb. Happy Tutu Tuesday and welcome to the show. Have you got your tutu on? Are you ready to play the three-playa community drinking game? Well, have we got a show for you. Today, we speak with artist Peter Hudson to discuss his latest art project for Burning Man 2007. Peter is best known for his stroboscopic zoetropes that have come to be remembered as the playa swimmers and the playa divers. In the second half of our show, we speak to Monkeys, the leader for the alternative theme for Burning Man 2007. But first, the Burncast Community Bulletin Board. First up is some good news and some bad news. Both of these news items concern burners within the community who need our love and support. The good news is, though still in a coma as a result of a brain aneurysm she suffered on New Year's Day, Killagirl is slowly on the mend at San Francisco's General Hospital. I went to visit her on Sunday, April 29, 2007, and though, like I said, she's still comatose, she was able to communicate with me by squeezing my hand in response to direct questions. She also flopped her hand in an effort to say goodbye as I was leaving. Killagirl could still use our love and support, and if you want to send her a card, just click on our show notes at burncast.net for her address. Okay, now for the bad news, and, and this, is, this is pretty serious. We now turn to Chai Guy for the details. It is with a sad and heavy heart that I have to report our friend, Cryptophysicist, was involved in an accident on April 27th while trying to board a train in Innsbruck, Austria. Her condition is constantly changing, but it appears that she is in no danger of losing her life, and for that we are all very grateful. What you are about to hear are recorded messages of love and hope that we are sending to our friend, Fishy. Fishy, please come home soon. We love you and we miss you very much. Hello, this is Sensei and this is a message for Cryptofishes. Fishy, I love you, baby. You gotta come home, okay? You gotta come home. Take care, baby. Bye-bye. Marcy and I got the number from TribeNet. I'm leaving a message for Fishy and wanted to let you know, sweetie, that your thoughts, uh, we are, you are in our thoughts and we hope that you come back to us soon and recover from your tragic um, accident and just wanted to let you know that even though I haven't met you personally, I've talked to you online and I'm really praying for you. Bye, sweetie. Hey, Cryptofishes. This is Moist Pup, and I'm calling to wish you a happy and speedy recovery. Uh, I know you have a long road ahead of you, uh, but it should make you happy to know that I have contacted my congressperson and demanded that no Austrian trains be permitted in the United States. That should one reach our borders, that it be turned back and sent back to Austria. So I hope you're doing well, and... Um, it well soon, and I hope to see you back online on Tribe and on ePlaya soon. Bye. Hi, this message is for Cryptofish. This is Das Bus from the ePlaya. I am so sorry. I just don't know what to say. We love you, and please come home to us soon. We're all thinking of you, and we're sending out every good wish we can. We love you, and I, I pray that you get 
better, if that sounds uh, okay. Um, I love you, Fishy, and we're all here for you. Bye. Hi, Devon. It's Gigi. I'm actually calling to leave a message for Crypto Fishy. Um, Crypto, we're really pulling for you, sweetie. I hope you're doing well. I can't wait to see you at home. Um, I want you to know that everybody from bed is sending out prayers and well wishes and waiting to hear that you're back and healthy. Much love. Bye-bye. Hey, Chuck, uh, this is Sasquatch. I want you to know that we're all pulling for you. You're in our prayers and in our thoughts. We're just really shocked to hear this happened to you, and uh, we just want you to know your friends know and love you, and uh, and uh, positive energy counts for anything that's coming to you. That's all. Get well soon. Toolmaker for me, Ply, here for Cryptofish. Uh, girl, you need to get a speedy recovery and come back to us. Uh, we've got the community pretty upset about hearing um, about your unfortunate situation. Uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, I don't know you too well, but, you know, anything you need, uh, you ever make it to Florida, you know, drop me a line. I'll do whatever I can to help you out. Uh, like I said, Speedy recovery to you. Uh, hope you get better. And uh, you need to get back to us. We need to see you on the fly this year. Anything you need while you're on the fly, just get in touch. I'll be with the Tiki Fuckos camp in Gigsville. Keep your chin up, girl. Crypto, this is Brooke or Doll Parts. And I want to tell you that I've been in a first-class position, sweetheart, to witness the outpouring of love and generosity of spirits that this community has for you. It's the same community that's held you and Scott and the same community that's behind you every second forward. Love and light to you, sweetheart, and everyone around you. I hope you're home soon. I love you. It's Brooke. Yeah, hi. Um, this is a message for Fishy, and thanks for um, taking this on and, and being able to deliver things like that. Um, yeah, hey, Fishy. It's Chris. Um, Spectabilis. Uh, when we all heard what happened, well, everyone's response was pretty much shocked. Um, still have really a, a tough time grasping it. Um, but you wouldn't believe the comments and, and support and love that you're getting. I mean, people really care. Hey, you got a lot of people pulling for you. So I hope we can hear from you soon. Um, you know, we're really, really sorry you've been through so, so much already, Fishy. Uh, love you, babe. And if anyone can come out of this, you know, you can. So, hope to hear from you soon. If you have a message for Fishy, please call the Burncast hotline at 206-350-1416. And we will make sure to get all of your messages to her. If you would like more information on Fishy and her condition, please go to www.burncast.net where we will provide you with a link to her family's blog that they have created in order to keep everyone appraised of her condition. Thanks, Chai Guy. Speaking for myself, to Crypto and her family, the community is here to help and support you all in any way we can. Our thoughts and our prayers are with you at this time.
Like Chai Guy said, if you would like to send Cryptofficia a card, you can get the address information by clicking on our show notes at burncast.net. And now we turn to another message from a listener who called in to comment on the show. Let's listen. Hello, this is Sensei calling from up in Seattle. Uh, this will be my eighth year out in the desert, and I'm calling uh, about podcast uh, number 39, the interview with uh, Adam and Buck, and then uh, part two with Mama Crunchy. Um, first off, uh, to pod or to Burncast people, thank you. This was a really important story that needed to be told, and uh, you guys did a great job, great work. I'm just really proud of what you guys did. Anyway, uh, to uh, Mama Crunchy and to Adam and Buck and to all the Mutator people, um, we're pulling for you. You guys got friends all over this country, and uh, we're thinking about you, and we hope that you all pull through this. We're all in this together. Anyway, that's about it. Uh, Good job, everyone. Thanks. We're glad you like the show, Sensei, and most of all, Thanks for calling in and sharing your thoughts with us. If you would like to leave a message, please call the Burncast hotline at 206-350-1416 or click on the My Chingo Recorder at our website, burncast.net. And while you're there, please click on the PayPal Donate button to contribute to our show. Burncast is an independent production and we are not funded by the Burning Man organization. This podcast could not exist without the support of the community, and so we appreciate your contributions and support. Okay, let's get on with the show. Our first guest, Peter Hudson, is a self-described autodidactic kinetic artist from the Bay Area who channels his technical and set design experience, childlike curiosity, and creative passion into life-sized stroboscopic zoetropes. Known for his playa installations such as the Playa Swimmers, Sisyphus, and Deeper, his newest piece, Homora Roborus, is set to come to Black Rock City this year. In his default life, Peter's day jobs have spanned the gamut from being a stage carpenter at the San Francisco Opera, to dressing sets for the crime drama Nash Bridges, to designing a plethora of sets for the adult entertainment industry. Other memorable gigs include set work on Robin Williams' films such as What Dreams May Come, Flubber, and Patch Adams, where his most memorable challenge was trying to fill a swimming pool with cooked spaghetti, which he says was, quote, remarkably underwhelming, unquote. This interview took place in San Francisco, California, on April 28, 2007. Welcome to Burncast. Would you tell our audience who you are and, and what you... Uh, my name's Peter Hudson, and among other things, uh, probably what you want to talk to me about is my Burning Man art, or the big art installations I do. Mm-hmm. I started in 2000, was the first installation I did, um, was just uh, sw- static swimmers, cr- uh, swimming across the playa, plaster, and... Uh, so I've progressively gotten more and more complicated and uh, pain in the ass for me and all my friends. Okay, so 2000 was your first installation. That was my first installation. What yeah. was your first year at Burning Man? 99. 99. I was dragged. I was dragged out there kicking and screaming, did not want to go. I had friends that were like, oh, we're going to go to Burning Man. And you know, I'm like, oh, 
Burning Man's over. <laughs> you know, it's like I've never even been. You know, what made you just, think it was over? Um, I don't because I just didn't know any better. You know, uh-huh. it was, I just I, I'm going from Santa Cruz. I've been doing enough drum circles and dead shows. You know, that's what I thought it was from all the pictures I saw. I just thought it was like you know muddy pe- naked people. You know, and uh, that's you know I said I'd seen enough of that. But the day I got there, I was just like, holy shit! <laughs> you know, I had no idea. What 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 it was, you know, and I was just absolutely blown away. Can you describe what it is now? Um, no, no, I don't think anyone can. I, I wouldn't even try. What I always say about Burning Man is, don't not know, go. <laughs> you know, it's like there's no. It's different for every person, and I just I wouldn't even it'd be an injustice to exp- to try to explain it. So arriving on the playa changed your pre- your prejudices <laughs> about the playa. Oh, absolutely! Well, not about my whole, my whole life. I mean, everything. Absolutely. I mean, it just was a pivotal point in my life. It was just. It made me. What I like to say is, it reminded me of who I thought I was going to be. You know, it like really just reminded me, like, wow, I forgot. You know, just went off track with my life, doing what I was doing, and all of a sudden, like, you know, it just totally reminded me of of the possibilities, you know, of life. What brings you back to Burning Man then? Uh, the moments. Just those moments that you, you can never, you can never explain or anticipate or there's just these moments that happen that are just transcendental. They just, uh, I can't, I can't it's, it's a feeling, you know, it's like, it's hard to explain. It's, it's something I can't put in words. Okay, let's move forward. Let's t- uh, tell me about your art. Um, tell me about your past projects before we get to the current project. Okay. My past projects was first was the Playa Swimmers. And that piece, all my friends that took me to Burning Man the year before, I, I was felt so overwhelmed and so um, full of gratitude to what I'd gotten from Burning Man. I felt that I was a spectator, spe- you know, the cardinal sin of being a spectator. <laughs> I was absolutely a spectator the first year. And I felt so thankful that I just wanted to give back. And at that particular time, that was the idea. The idea came to me for that one when I was out there on the HMS Love. That was the mm-hmm. the Lush. Was that Lush Camp? That was the big. That was I remember the big that. submarine reaching yeah. up out of the out of the playa. And I just saw myself swimming out there towards it. And I said, wouldn't it be cool if you could just dive into the playa and ah. swim out there? And that was my idea. It was just like doing these casts of people swimming out there. And uh, that's how that first piece came about. And, and then, that was much more of a collaborative effort. effort. That, I wouldn't really say that's my piece because it was, it was me and all my friends did it. And I, I kind of spearheaded it and, and did the installation and did all the work, you know, the basically the work but I mean it was, it was not that sp- specifically my piece you're talking about the project that came to be known as the Playa Swimmers yes what, what was there a real name for that like a, an official title n- no I would, that's it pretty much the Playa Swimmers okay yeah didn't really have a name all right, so tell us about Sisyphus. I don't think people know what... They know it as a different name. Okay, this, yeah, they call it the Swimmers. Um, mm-hmm. But Sisyphus is the next year. It was two years later. Um, well, the, the year after that, I just did a stoplight, a four-way stoplight out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> that was... People don't really... Not, that wasn't a very well-known piece that I did, and I don't know how many people saw that. But um, that was in 2001. I, okay. did, I did a four-way stoplight. And then the next year, I just wanted to animate my piece. You know, I've always been a really big um, film... I, I love film. I work in film. And uh, life casting is sort of my medium. Mm-hmm. Always my medium. And... I've always been really intrigued with the mechanical and you know, effects and mm-hmm. magic and mm-hmm. illusions, and I just wanted to see if I could do it with that piece. And um, the funny thing about that is, is that I never, 
because of logistics and didn't have a truck and stuff, I had shipped the turntable part out on another truck before I even got it to work or knew oh, if it was going to wow. work. Okay. So, and then it was supposed to be like hand powered. And you're like like a merry-go-round at the uh, playgrounds. Yeah. But then once I, I put all these handles on it and was trying to spin it with a strobe light, you couldn't tell where the handles were. Okay. So they kept hitting you. So um, <laughs> uh, I then I thought, well, God, how am I going to get this thing to go? And I just had a bike there. I'm like, I, I stri- tried riding the bike on the edge of the thing, and it got going. I'm like, God, is this? How am I going to do this? And with the swimmer's arms came right out to the end, so I had to. Um, I had to make a donut go around the outside. So I sent the turntable out. Then I made this donut and this Mickey Mouse bicycle rig thing. And I didn't know if it was going to work or not. I didn't even know if the sink was right, if those the, the strobes were going to sink at the right time. So until I had it going that night at Burning Man, I wow. never... And the very first time, it just absolutely worked perfect the very first time. I don't know if you listen. I, I, yeah. I, I presume you don't listen to my show, but I, yeah. there's so many stories of people yeah. who bring their project to the playa yeah. and they don't know yeah. until that moment. Yeah. It's a defining yeah. moment. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, moments. And and that was one of the most amazing moments of my life. I mean, no one was more impressed with that than I was, you know, that it worked. And I was just like floating that night. What's with the name Sisyphus? Sisyphus is a takeoff on the myth of Sisyphus, which is a, the Greek guy that everyone knows, the guy that rolls the boulder up the hill and it rolls back okay. down for eternity. So it's just, just, just doing the same thing over and over and over. And there's all these 20 swimmers that are... They're all trying to get somewhere. They're not moved going anywhere. My subtitle was nowhere fast, mm-hmm. and and it's just about this. And all the, there's about twelve different people that are in that piece. It's not all just one person. And when you you know sink them, get them all going at you know ten frames a second, it looks like you know twenty people all swimming out at the same time. And to me, it's just about this like collective struggle of futility, basically. You know, just not going anywhere. Okay. So. And quickly, uh, tell me about deeper. Deeper was my follow-up. That thing was a thorn in my side. That one was uh, 2004. So 2003, I didn't do anything. I actually brought Sisyphus back for 2003. And then 2004, I did Deeper. And that was a divers, you know, it's a you know thirty foot di- diameter, twelve foot tall zoetrope, mm-hmm. another zoetrope diving. Did you see it? Yes, I okay, did. Okay. Beautiful. I love your work. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. Um, and my favorite part about your work is the ingenuity of it, uh-huh. but also the interactivity yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, that one was supposed to be interactive. I had a couple other ideas that didn't work. It was a, the playa was c- plotting against me that year. Everything went wrong with that thing because it was supposed to be bicycle powered, and then the, it was just all gummed up. It worked for like the first night and then it just got out of round and it was just like it was really hard so then we had a motor hooked up to it and it was electric motor and the generator died on us and then last ditch effort I'm like oh my god I'm gonna put my car hook my car up to this thing or something you know and make it go and one of the guy in my camp had a Vespa it's like well let's see if we can rig it jury rig the Vespa to it you know and then it ended up working you know we brought the Vespa out there and we had to you know and it was like so wonderful so many people out there um, came out because I didn't have you know welders or anything with me like Dan Dossman came out and helped me and Oh, right. He helped me with his, he welded some stuff for me. And then um, someone, one of the Flaming Lotus girls, I don't remember which one, but they came out and helped me. We had to, you know, do all this stuff on the fly and try to make it work, you know. And like, I was not going to not let it work, you know. And then, uh, but then the problem with that is it had to have an operator out there, you know, Mm -hmm. to make it go. But it finally worked. And uh, that, that piece is about, kind of, it's really narcissistic. It's about itself, you know. It's about 
overcoming fear and and doing you know just going out there and doing it taking the plunge and just doing it and it's really funny because i found out as i was working on it it was the metaphor the metaphor of of, you know just taking the plunge and doing you know just that moment that you decide to do something and you just jump and you just go there's no turning back and it's like i've always been have these fears of whatever just not trying things you know that was the other name for it try and um, it's just about that moment that you decide to leap and, and to do something. And it was about itself, me doing it and doing this piece. And it's like, there's no turning back. You got to do it. I'm working. It's hard. And I'm, I'm stuck in that right now with my new piece. But And then I later, and when, when I was working on it, I realized it was not only metaphorical, but it was actually literal. Because when I was, I think, eight years old, I was on the high dive with my family. I was like, uh, you know, and I was up on this high dive, and I was like, jump, 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 and I was so afraid. Mm-hmm. I was so deathly afraid. Mm-hmm. I stood up there with, for what seemed like an hour, and I couldn't do it. And I turned around and walked down. You know, I, I was so ashamed. You know, I, I didn't do it. And I felt like that was finally me taking the plunge. You know. Can I tell you a story? In New Zealand, I did a bungee jump. It was uh-huh. like the Kororo Bridge. It was pretty famous, mm-hmm. and I was up there for 15 minutes. I couldn't uh-huh. jump, and finally, uh-huh. I just. Everybody was watching. I said, take me off. Untie me. I don't want a refund. Just uh-huh. take me down. I uh-huh. can't do this. Uh-huh. I can't. Uh-huh. And the guy goes, Tanya, you didn't come all this way to suffer all this fear for nothing. <laughs> and he, he made me jump. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. And that's very that's exactly what it's about. It's that, that exact feeling. It's that, that, just that moment, you know, and that you have to overcome that fear. Yeah. And it's and I feel like I, I, I'm, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm overcoming fears or trying to you know it's like it's it's a lifelong learning lesson I guess for me yeah well uh, take us up to your current project can you pronounce it Homoroboros (laughs) Homoroboros it means Homoroboros is Ouroboros is the tail the the snake that eats its own tails and the tail swallower and it's funny that that symbol is really um, cross cultural lines like all over the world different mythologies and different cultures all have that same story and there's a lot of different interpretations of it um, of what it means but it's like self-sufficient just it's it's it, it doesn't rely on anyone else and it's recycles and renewals and it's just about this self-sufficiency and that's Ouroboros and Homo Ouroboros is man man monkey man mm-hmm. monkey snake and that's a, that's kind of it's a play on a character that I have that I a costume I made up a couple years ago as a monkey snake <laughs> it's like a monkey head and hands and a snake body and it's just funny that 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 character is kind of grown <laughs> a lot of people know me as the monkey snake yeah I and, that. and yeah. um and when i came up with this piece i'm not sure i don't really want to talk about what it's about really because okay. i don't want um it's another zoetrope and it lends itself perfectly to you know the a zoetrope the, this fact that it's recycling and reusing and I, I came up with the idea for this piece on the drive back from burning man you know, and then they announced the theme the next day, and it's it's so it's so perfectly the. I mean, it's, I'm like wow. Okay. It's like, no, go ahead. Well, my my thing is like it's not just about exploring our relationship with nature, but our our debut. You know. I was going to ask you how. I mean, and because you're kind of withholding some information, uh, which is okay. Yeah. How does this project fit in with the green theme? Well. Um, I can't really say. I can't really say. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you'll have to see it, you know, because w- the, the reason I don't, I'm not trying to be coy or strict here, but the reason I don't want to tell people what it is is because people are familiar with my earlier work and I don't want to, to talk about it and then have people come looking, oh, I want to see that thing that I heard about. Um, for me, it's the biggest part of 
Burning Man is is experiencing and discovering these yeah. things, and because this piece is so highly interactive, it's I don't know do you do you know what it is right? Okay, yes. it's so highly interactive the, from the power generation to the interaction to the to to switching it on and everything about it is so interactive that I don't want people to have any preconceived notions like oh I you know I know how this is going to work they're just going to come up and start playing with it and go what is this and that's to me the delight of so much art Burning Man it's like just the discovery and just like you're a child all over again and just this wonderful magical things that you couldn't even imagine that's what I say about Burning Man it's like you people said well what did you see it's like there's the most amazing stuff that you could never imagine that you just could never um, just like my first year and just like absolutely changed my life because I'm just like oh my god you know it's just like the the confines of society put keep us from doing these from ex, from experiencing these things and Burning Man has given us this wonderful palette for people like me that have all these ideas but have nowhere to show them nor to do them and Burning Man has given me this opportunity to share my wonder you know okay I, I'm curious where do you get your ideas and and and, and first do you, in terms of your art. Your pro- do when you conceive of your ideas, mm-hmm. do they do your project start as a kinetic idea and then do you work the mechanics into it, or do you start conceptually and work backwards? I mean, how does the process? Take <laughs> the uh, uh, yeah, well, that's a good good good, good question because um, a lot of times I've said this about my work. It's like the the first thinking. It's such a long process, an arduous process, and there's so much change and change and change. You know, like the piece is never exactly how I conceived it because there's it reveals technical itself. absolutely reveals itself to me, and the 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 concept of the idea comes to me, and that's what was really freaky for me this year. I mean, I because I, I was two years dry, deeper killed me. It was like so much technical difficulties. I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. And and then at Burning Man this year, I had this wonderful cathartic experience out there. And then I was, I was it opened me up to receive this next piece and I was driving back. I mean, literally as I'm leaving, leaving Burning Man, this, I, I felt, I felt like touched. I mean, I really felt like, I mean, I don't believe in God, you know, I don't believe in God, but I feel, and I believe in some sort of collective consciousness or something. I believe. Hundredth monkey? Something. Like, yeah. You know, it's just like I really, uh, um, uh, I just felt like this really, I've never really had that deep spiritual experience that a lot of people have at Burning Man. And this year, I last year I did. It's been, it was my eighth Burning Man, you know. And I'm like, oh my God, I just I just started bawling and crying. I'm driving and, and I'm just like laughing and thanking, the, you know, thanking the, the world, you know. And like, thank you so much. And this idea came to me and I just like, it, the, 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 all the, first was one element of it and then another and then just all these ideas came to me just in a rush and I was just so overwhelmed it's like I just have to do this there's nothing that's going to keep me from doing this it was just like and that's I've never been this driven or motivated about anything in my life and it's like this piece is driving me and then I've, I've got such a wonderful work like you know they've worked in film and theater and all that mm-hmm. stuff and it's drawing on all the experience and all the stuff I've learned because I'm not trained at all I'm totally uneducated I'm an autodidact maybe <laughs> but I mean I'm totally uneducated everything I've learned from doing it working backstage at the opera for 10 years and then I worked on film and television and, and working in set construction for yeah. purchasing and stuff and I just learned about how all this stuff is done and and this is and I can't necessarily do a lot of the things but I have the resources or know the people that can yeah. and that is such a wonderful skill to have or you know You're to a producer yeah, yeah exactly and so it's like a lot of I mean I sh- shop it all out but I know what I want and I just know all the different people and I can get okay I need you to do this I need you to do this I need this I got electronics there's like uh, this oh god there's so many different elements of this piece there's electronic there's motors there's steel and aluminum and bending and um, life casting and 
fiberglass and electronics and solar and I mean it, this this thing's totally self-sustaining you know so it's a there's so many different elements and just so luckily my father is an electronics instructor so he's doing all the electronics and really helping us and I'm taking my dad with me to Burning Man this year and so my dad and my brothers are both coming with me this year Aww. I'm really stoked about that You're, you are an art director and a set designer <laughs> yes yeah, my yeah. father was an yeah. art director and a set designer he yeah. passed away I would have loved to take him to Burning Man yeah. um You've received a grant for this project from the Burning Man organization, yeah. but tonight is the first of two fundraisers. Three. Three. Yes, we did already. This is the second one. Oh, we had right. a private, like a little donors event, was just like bring your checkbook, show you Mart, and and this. So I got some money from that, and then this one hopefully will make a lot because they gave me half of what I asked for. Okay. And, and uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm very busy raising funds. And I've got, I'm so thankful about this wonderful community of friends that I have that drink. stepped up. <laughs> we have a drinking game. You don't listen to the show anytime somebody says the word community. Right? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So this so, is the second of two fundraisers. Yeah, okay. and this just like I said, though, this this all this group of friends that I have are just so amazing that have stepped up to help me that pr- putting on this this party tonight and then one in a, a couple months, and I'm just overwhelmed with the generosity of spirit. You know, it's uh, it's uh, and that and that that the, these people have that much faith in me. You know, it's it's. Uh, it's empowering, but at the same time, it's very frightening. Sure. And it's like, it's a lot of responsibility to take that on. And sometimes I get a little overwhelmed, you know, I'm like, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? You know? And then other times I feel like so in control, but yeah, I feel pretty good today. <laughs> okay. Now, are you aware there's a movement within Burning Man uh, pushing for an alternate theme of Burning Man called Monkeys? Yeah, I heard about that. I couldn't believe that. I heard about that. It blew me away. It blew me away. I could not believe that when I saw that. I'm like, what? Because yeah, like I said, this idea came to me before you know before they announced the theme even so you're not connected with I'm not connected anyway. with that at all no no way at all but I've, I'm I'm very identify with monkeys a lot how do you feel about this movement I am ambivalent about it. I, really, I don't really care one way or the other I if you ask me personally I don't really like the themes you know I think everyone should just come and you know that, that there's this weird theme every year that you have to adhere to and and sometimes it's so uh esoteric you're like what the hell does that mean <laughs> you know and to, to try and fit in with a the theme i'm not really of the of the thought that that you should have to follow a theme because the theme is our own i mean how, how can you radically self-express yourself oh in that theme <laughs> you know it's like you know there's this whole world of ideas and to to i mean i i think it's i i, I don't know i'm 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 kind of I have mixed feelings about the having a theme at all okay how be how is being an artist on the playa different or the same as being an artist in your default life? Um, it's um, it's just it's. Huh, that's a good question. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is I mean, I mean, other than like my like art direction or like set design and stuff like that, professionally doing art, I haven't really made much money doing art at all, you know. And I, it's like I, it's like a money losing operation for me, and I just do it for the passion and for the people out there. I mean, I do it for for them because I want to give back to that community. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to be able to somehow bring my art to the rest of the world and hopefully make a living doing it. And it's really hard right now because I've done all these pieces that are just, what else can I do with those? And I want to 
share them with the world. And they're just, unfortunately, my canvas is so huge. <laughs> I don't know. My art is not very uh, manageable, you know? And it's it's like, I, I'm, I don't know why, but I just think in big, big, big things and I can't seem to make small art. And it's very, uh, it's exhausting. And it's innovative. Yeah, yeah. Okay, do you have any advice for newcomers to Burning Man? Specifically, do you have any advice to new artists coming to Burning Man? Uh-huh. I would say don't have any kind of preconceived notions. And it's just like you just have this wonderful open palette of the playa and the metaphor of that. It's just, it's just like, it's just this open, just, just blank canvas in the, in the most wonderful sense of the word. And the, the, the expanse, the space is so, it's so much bigger than I thought it was, you know, like it's so big and, and you just think big, you know? And, um, I guess that's it. Think big, you know, it just, uh, you can do so much with that space. I've seen just so, so many wonderful things. It comes to mind the big chandelier, mm-hmm. just that drop chandelier, and, to, and that using that in that oh giant space. And there's this chandelier that fell from the sky. I think that was such a beautiful way to use that space. And I think my my pieces have been very playa specific. You know, they're, they they could only live there. You know, I don't know that this next piece that that's true, but the other ones were integ- integral to the playa. That 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 space there, it's somehow integrated into that lake dry lake bed or you know water line or whatever i uh, i would say um integrate you know think big and integrate i guess with the with the with the vast nothingness that is out there any closing statements in general I just would again like to say this thank you to Burning Man because I've never would never been been able to, been given this opportunity to do this to the, give the, giving these grants to complete unknowns. I'm you know I'm nobody you know I have no I'm you know in the art world and they're giving me a substantial amount of money because they believe in my vision or what I've done in the past and it's it's so wonderful that they are presenting this opportunity to. To people to express themselves and it really just opened my eyes to a whole new world of art. I mean, I know nothing about the art world, but <laughs> I know what I like and I just love that, the, the, that, the, this, just the whole sense of community, you know, out there. <laughs> thank you very much, yeah. Peter. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. That was Peter Hudson, whose next Burning Man project is entitled Hamora Roborus Coming to Black Rock City this August. For more information about Peter, click on our show notes at burncast.net. Coming up in the second half of our show is Monkeys, the leader of the alternative theme for Burning Man 2007. But first, music by Balkan Beatbox, which can be found on the podcast music network at music.podshow.com. I'm the digital monkey Supply the frequencies and beat the rhythm that's funky I come from Middle East but don't belong to no country I jump from tree to tree, put my track on CD with a BBB All the ladies in the place make me feel sexy I got that style, you go get the taxi I drive this down to get the trash to the fancy Grab me to the lancy, I'm the monkey on the MC I smoke the lala, we're gonna take it holla I smoke shakta yalla, the highest on the scala La 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 li 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 So bring the dance and leave the guns and take it up all the way to Washington DC You know digital monkey style Chop to the beat and keep it mobile Straight from the head I'm coming like an X-File You die Pick it up we dance before we say bye bye Woo! 
drop in the gun, it's got to be done with fun. Sick of the dumb, people are numb, I come to pull and we we come. Pick it up now, shake it down now, your guns are now welcome. Pick it up now, shake it down now, you be dumb, you be dropping the bomb. We bring back and we're dropping the gun, it's got to be done with fun. Sick of the dumb, people are numb, I come to pull and we we come. guest, Monkeys, is calling for an alternative theme for Burning Man 2007 because she says, quote, the Green Man theme sucks, unquote. Whether you agree with her or not, it's worthwhile to listen to this interview because she brings up some very interesting points to back up her claim. My guest today is the leader of the alternative theme to the Green Man known as Monkeys. Uh, hello, ook ook. <laughs> I'm Monkeys, and I'm organizing the alternative art theme this year, Monkeys. <laughs> um, what was your first year at Burning Man, Monkeys? My first year was 1999, mm-hmm. and I've been coming ever since. So this will be my ninth year. Okay. Now, the Burning Man has proposed a theme for 2007, the Green Man, as you very well know. You have really started a campaign. You reject this theme and instead are calling for an alternative theme you call monkeys. Why monkeys? Well, this was an idea that came up last year because our camp and most of my friends really got into the hope versus fear aspect of last year's theme. Um, But we were sitting around talking about how the theme was kind of unwieldy with sort of three different concepts and talking about, you know, what kind of themes seemed to work and what kind of themes didn't and how sometimes when they get too sort of complicated or cerebral, they're not as successful. So, for example, we felt like the seven ages of... uh, Actually, they changed it from seven ages of man to seven ages. Maybe not the best one. What we thought worked better were themes like body, you know, time, the psyche, very simple, really broad, you know, floating world, that kind of thing. And then we were actually talking before we heard about what the new theme was and saying, you know, why don't they just stick to things that are simple that everyone loves like monkeys? And then we were all laughing about how they'd never make that the theme, but it would be such a great theme. What about non-monkey primates like apes and lemurs and stuff like that? Why just monkeys? Well, we actually love them too. But for some reason, the word monkeys just has this incredible appeal for people. And most people actually think that gorillas and lemurs and such are monkeys. 
but of course there's a high nerd ratio, so I get asked that a lot. <laughs> but you know, I actually really prefer uh, lemurs and and uh, chimpanzees for my pre- my primates. But when you say the word monkeys, there's just something magical that happens. Now tell me about I've, on on the tribe.net on the monkey tribe. You talk about monkey minions. Are they related to the Wicked Witch of the West flying monkeys, or are they separate <laughs> tribe? <sighs> They're not related to the flying monkeys. I love the flying monkeys, but really monkey minions are just kind of anyone who's helping spread the word about the alternate theme and in turn spreading the word about the regular theme, too. On Tribe.net, you claim that the Green Man theme sucks. And this has appeared to offend Lady B, the art curator for Burning Man organization. Did you mean to offend her? Oh, no, absolutely not. And, you know, it certainly wasn't the most diplomatic wording that we could have used. And so I guess I can certainly apologize for using the word sucks instead of maybe, you know, the word like, um, you know, ill-planned or risky. But, uh, you know, I have to kind of stand by the content of um, I, I just don't think it's a good idea for a theme for a number of reasons. And when I heard that was the theme and other people found out that was a theme, there just seemed to be such an incredible swelling of discontent over the theme that I thought, this is it. This is the year I'm, I'm going to do the monkey thing. And uh, got a lot of support for it pretty quickly. <laughs> and actually, I, I test marketed the concept, so to speak, at the decompression here in the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And I went with flyers and talked to people about the theme and about the alternate theme. And there were a lot of people who hadn't heard about the Green Man theme and had, you know, overall really negative reactions was what I found. Like there just seems to be every year people will be dissatisfied with the theme, but this year it seems unusually high. What do you think the reason was? Why do you think people, because I'm, the way the Burning Man organization is presenting it is that, you know, the community overall is embracing the new Green Man theme. What what has your studies? What has your research found? Yeah, well, it probably has to do also with sort of what sub community you're in around, you know, Burning Man. Because, for example, I'm sure that, in fact, I know that people who are, you know, sort of, uh, you know, a neo pagan who is already into, say, the Green Man figure as a religious figure, mm-hmm. they're going to be ecstatic that this is the theme. And of course, a lot of people who are into environmentalism are into the theme because they like the word green. I think it doesn't quite achieve that, although I I, I like that that's the intent. A lot of people that I talked to felt that the theme was too, I guess, wimpy is the word you would use, or that it wasn't appropriate for an art theme, because there have been sort of environmental type memes, if you will, that have been put out by the organization before. For example, there was, don't let it hit the ground. And, you know, if it doesn't come out of your body, it doesn't go in the potty. Well, they didn't have to make those the the art theme. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And so I've heard a lot of sentiment on that and that that's not appropriate. And a lot of people also, I mean, interestingly, a lot of people who I spoke to who were European, Mm-hmm. Because the Green Man is a European art figure, mm-hmm. it seemed to have some meaning for them that it doesn't have for me, even though I already knew about the art figure before mm-hmm. it was made the theme. And again, it may just be the Europeans I talked to, but a lot of the the ones that I did talk to at the decompression seemed to feel that it was sort of inappropriate for a European figure, a specific European figure to be the theme. 
not only that, a European uh, religious figure. Am I am I correct in saying? Yeah, from from churches. I guess it's it's you know it's a gar it's sort of a gargoyleish type thing, and and so a lot of them were just like, well, why you know why that when that's just from Europe and just from medieval times? And ugh, I see that churches all over back home and. So and then I also I also talked to people who felt that it was too much of a reinforcement of the idea that Burning Man is a place for people to dance around painted a you know painted a color with leaves stuck to you. Yeah, that's sort of act you know it's sort of an idea that people have that it's all these you know hippies with flowers on their heads dancing and admittedly there's plenty of hippies dancing around with flowers on their heads, but it just seems kind of funny that that there would be a theme that reinforces that. So I, I definitely spoke to a lot of people who, who didn't like that aspect of it. And, of course, there are some people who are just plain anti-environmental and really think Burning Man is about blowing things up and setting things on fire. Well, you've been going to Burning Man long enough to know that, yeah, there was a time when Burning Man was dangerous, you know? That was the buzzword. And then, and then somewhere around the time you started coming, the buzzword became community. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's all a symptom of the city growing and how to make it grow in the way that the people organizing it or the people participating in it would like it to grow. So it's obvious at this point that the people who absolutely can't stand that the festival doesn't involve shooting guns and burning your camp to the ground, they're gone. You know, people who were couldn't stand that you couldn't drive your car anymore. And it may be that it isn't time people who want Burning Man to be ultra dangerous to be there. I happen to still get excited when I see really dangerous things mm-hmm. at Burning Man. I think that's really great and that's definitely part of part of what I like about it. I mean not that I think not that I think they're trying to do away with that entirely, but just that's part of where I see the backlash coming from is people who feel that the festival's moving too far in the be careful, you know, sort of realm. But when you have more and more people, it takes more and more pressure to contain them. That's true. And, and, and if you have more monkeys, as you're calling, it could be even more dangerous, you know? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think the theme of monkeys appeals to people who miss that sense of danger and silliness and feel like that theme is lacking that danger and silliness. Okay, so name some things that participants... And monkeys can do to support your alternative theme? I would say just treat it like it's the theme. You know, bring a monkey costume. Let other people know about the monkey idea versus the green man idea. And that's one of the things I like about it is it's totally low effort. On <laughs> Even though it's a fun effort, it's very low effort. We just let people know and hope the meme spreads. And actually, one of the big reasons that I decided to push the monkey's idea was to raise awareness. One of the big failings that I see in the green man theme, or one of the big risks I see, is I'm really worried it's going to encourage people to bring more plant matter to the playa. Because I remember I was a greeter back when they introduced Don't Let It Hit the Ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Don't Let It Hit the Ground became Throw Everything in the Porta Potty. I mean, shoes, ribs, watermelons. (laughs) I, I've never seen, I saw a porta potty that was coned with poop with a cell phone stuck in the top of the cone. I mean, I've, I've never seen such chaos. And I don't think anyone could have known 
<laughs> or I think it's it's unlikely that anyone would have known that don't let it hit the ground would lead to the porta potties being such a disaster. But I do think it was a little easier to predict this time that having the green man and this leafy, leafy theme might lead people to bring more leafy matter to the playa. And that is really what I'm worried about with this theme is that the people who don't read a survival guide and don't read the web page, but just get a ticket in their hand, and there's a lot of those people mm-hmm. are just going to see a leafy green guy and say, oh, great, I'll, you know, I'll make this great tree costume. I'll bring these plants. And I just hope it doesn't lead to a cleanup disaster because I know that there's already been kind of an extra effort to let people know that that's not the intent. Okay. There's something going on at center camp at Friday. Do you want to talk about that, or is that still in the works? Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go with that because I think it would be really nice if there was just, I think Friday night is a really good night for monkey night in center camp. Monkey for a number mischief, of monkey mischief. Monkey, monkey mischief night in the camp or monkey, monkey con or monkey cafe, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever names we want to call it by, a place for monkeys to gather on Friday night. And I think, uh, again, the monkeys can do a service to the city because one thing I have noticed over the years, it gets worse every year, it seems, is that by Friday night, center camp is clogged with people who are sort of overwhelmed and perhaps one could call them the homeless of Black Rock City, mm-hmm. sleeping, sleeping through beautiful cafe performances. <laughs> it's really depressing if you have to do, you know, you want to go there on a Friday night and there's just these sort of piles of people sleeping on each other in their sleeping bags or people too scared to go out in the city because they sort of weren't emotionally prepared for the experience or whatever. I think it would be good if the, if the monkeys could share the cafe that evening and perhaps encourage them to go out and find things to do in the city and at the very least have some fun with each other. What about a meetup at the Hamor Roborus installation? Um, that could also be a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, uh, that's the new uh, zoetrope? That's the new zoetrope, and it would make a very um, natural meeting place for, for, ah, for the monkeys. Well, you know, maybe I should hold off. And look for a location. In fact, that might even be something to do is to ask, because (laughs) actually, I don't know if I want to tell people about this, but I wrote an email to a large climbable art project that I happened to hear about Mm -hmm. and and asked them if, if, you know, we could have some sort of gathering there and, you know, and said, hey, uh, perhaps you've heard of our project. We've got this, you know, you are climbable and and the... They wrote me back a letter essentially saying we weren't welcome. (laughs) Oh, my God! It was so funny. They were like, you know, we are not encouraging monkeys, quote, unquote, to climb our structure. It was just, it was really weird vibe. And I, and and, you know, and they told me it was too dangerous and, and that it had all these dangerous elements that weren't on their description of their art project. And, so I wrote them back and said, I take that to mean we're not welcome, and then they never wrote me back. Oh, my God. Talk about <laughs> radical inclusivity. It means that human beings are welcome to climb it, but not monkeys. <laughs> yeah. You make something 
climbable, and then you get all huffy because monkeys want to climb on it. I don't know what this world is coming to. <laughs> well, something to think about. So, um, how can people find out more about your theme and updates as we get closer to Burning Man? When you know about your your little event that you want to plan, how can they get a contact you? Well, um, there's two ways. Uh, well, there's I guess there's actually three ways. The first way is our main website, which is f r e e k dot net freak with freak dot net spelled f r e e k slash burning monkey o seven. You can also email make mine monkeys all one word make mine mm-hmm. monkeys at gmail dot com, mm-hmm. um, or you can go to tribe dot net and there is a tribe called monkeys two thousand seven and that's where we discuss, you know, whatever there is to discuss, which isn't too much. Okay, and if any of my listeners are listening uh, and you didn't get at that information, it will be in our show notes at burncast.net. Okay, so let's wrap this up. What advice do you have to give to the virgin monkey or virgin human about Burning Man? Well, you know, monkey or human, you can never be prepared enough. Just talk to as many people as you can. And the number one advice that I always give people is to make sure to eat salty and sugary foods because if you just drink water, you're going to end up passing out when the sun goes down. <laughs> and uh, I've seen it happen many times. Okay. And what what can you share for the longtime human or monkey veterans about Burning Man? I don't know. It seems weird to give sort of general advice to other veterans. I mean, in a way... It's it's odd because people, uh, there seem to be sort of a group of people that drop out after, you know, maybe one or two years, another group of people that drop out after about five years, and and then there's people who go for a long time, and I don't know whether to advise people to, uh, you know, my instinct is to advise people to look for what they like about the festival in order to keep enjoying it. But um, that's just because I like going, and it may, in fact, be appropriate for people to leave when it's not the right city for them anymore. But I think there's if whatever changes it's gone through, it's still the most wonderful city on Earth. Yay. Okay, and is there <laughs> anything you'd like to say that we have not covered? There is something I um, I also wanted to talk about about the monkey theme, which is that there are a lot of people who take monkeys very seriously and very religious, uh, very spiritually, mm-hmm. all around the world. And that's another reason I think that the monkey is superior to the Green Man theme. <laughs> is you know uh, if you're going to go for sort of a spiritual, natural figure, you know the monkey stands for all kinds of you know loyalty and such in in India, and you know m- the monkey is a prominent figure in China and. Um, South, you know, South America and, you know, all over, people think interesting spiritual things about monkeys. Hanuman, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I've actually heard a lot of, I've, I've been surprised by how many people have also asked, um, what about green monkeys? And it turns out there's actually a monkey called a green monkey, and, hey, we love any monkey. <laughs> all monkeys welcome. That was Monkeys, the leader for the alternative theme for Burning Man 2007. For more information, visit our show notes at burncast.net. And now, 
Music by Miss Kristen called Monkey See, Monkey Do, which can be found on the Podshow Music Network at music.podshow.com. One to another, hands on fire, monkey see, monkey do. He throws down a jujube, swings from a tree, just like the one before. He follows his lead. Monkey see, monkey do. Family chain gets marked and abused. spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. Visit us on the web at burncast.net and stick a pin in our wrapper map. A very special thanks to Lecter of nospectators.com for hosting these podcasts. 